Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to Simply Write. This is Polly Campbell, and today we have a great guest for you. She's a content marketing writer and a very successful one. Her name is Jennifer Goforth Gregory. We had some audio issues, but it's still a great show with lots of practical information. Just wanted to give you a heads up that it's not you, it's me. Enjoy the show. Are you ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go. Hey, and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Write, the podcast where we talk about the craft and quirks of creating a writer's life and a professional writing career. I'm Polly. I'm your host, and I'm a professional writer. I think it can be done. And today we're going to talk to Jennifer Goforth Gregory, a freelance content market writer who is doing it. So we have a lot to get into. Welcome, Jennifer, to Simply Write. Thank you so much for having me, Polly. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be on your show. Well, I'm happy to have you here. I followed your career on social media, and I'm just reading your book. I just finished your book, The Freelance Content Marketing Writer. I told you before, it's fabulous. I've been at this off and on different, different directions, different genres for 26 years. And I learned a ton from your book. So everybody pick this book up, the freelance content marketing writer, there are different avenues, different ways to carve a professional writing career. And, and you talk about the different routes. What are some of the roads you've been? I, uh, you've been a professional writer for 20 years, right? Yes. So I started um, as a technical writer, which I sucked at, um, working at big tech companies, and I was terrible at it, but I ended up spending most of my time to figure out how not to write but not get fired. Did a very good job, did project management, user interface design, Um, then had um, my kids um, left IBM took up a maternity leave, was planning on um, going back part-time, but one of my kids came early um, and was a preemie with some developmental delays. So that wasn't the right thing for my family. So stayed home when they were young. And then when they went to kindergarten in 2007 and 2008, I started freelancing um, and did regional parenting magazines and local journalism for about four or five years. And then right around 2012, started doing content marketing writing, um, ended up getting into technology, which is what I'd been in my whole career, um, made six figures for the first time in 2015. In 2021, broke 200,000 for the first time. And 
this year. Hopefully, it's going to be close, but it'll be right at it if I do. You are a great example. Of, I, we hear so much about only write if you want to follow your heart or as a side hustle. This is a career you've treated as such and you've made a good income. Correct. I mean, nobody can say 150, 200,000 is not a good income. Um, and I'll be honest, I once you get established, and this may be controversial, I feel that freelancing can be is actually more stable than a full-time job because especially in uncertain economies because i have 10 15 clients if you have a full-time job you just have one so if there's a scandal or a product defect or a breach or whatever you can lose your job for no fault of your own if i lose my one of my clients has an issue i have others i can more easily find one um taking out health insurance of course which is a big reason that a lot of people do go full-time, but taking that out and just the stability, freelancing can be more stable if you're in the right niche, you treat it like a business and you, you build it to a business. I think that's an interesting and important thought and, and comment. Like, fine, do whatever kind of writing you want to do, if you, the creative aspect you like. But on the other half, treat it as a business so you can keep doing the work, right? And I say um, you should have pay your mortgage and pay your soul writing. So pay Love your that. mortgage. If you, and when I think of it like that, then it's easier for me to... Um, you know, to just do it and, and, and not mind it. And, and your pay your mortgage work shouldn't be something you just like. For years, I thought I should do finance because it pays well. There's a lot of finance. I don't like finance. I just don't. But I like tech. Do I absolutely love tech? I mean, I mean yeah, but not really. And but I, but I like it and I'm good at it. And so find something you don't hate that pays well. And then you can spend, you know, your, your extra time. If you make so much money with your pay your mortgage, you can write about whatever it is that feeds your soul. Maybe that's lower paying journalism. Um, in my case, it's, it's my blog and running my Facebook group. So whatever it is in an ASJ volunteer work to help writers. So whatever it is that feeds your soul, do it that way. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I agree. And I think that's true for every job. I think there is this tendency to over romanticize writing and think, well, it's, it's following your heart. Well, it's not always hard work for me. I mean, sometimes it's a grind. Sometimes it's just to, to pay for the kids new shoes or whatever it is. And that's okay with me because that's the business part, right? We do that. And, and, and that's always been a challenge for me when I started as a technical writer, I was 22. And or 21 and it it hit me because writing was always my outlet my passion who i was and one day i sat down to write a christmas party invitation for the office and i sucked it was basically i'm a technical writer i'm boring come to my christmas party <laughs> and i realized that i had to figure out how to separate the two um so that i kept my creative writing going and didn't and, and didn't let that go away yeah Good, good point. All right. I want to get into this. I told you I love this book, The Freelance Content Marketing Writer. If you want to 
be a paid professional writer, go buy this book, then read the book. And I promise you, it's it's more fun than you're going to think. Hello. It's Jennifer's got a great sense of humor. It comes through in the book and it's really insightful, informative stuff. So pick it up. I self-published so that I can write whatever I want. I didn't have a, anyone telling me what to write. I can say crap ton and use so 45 times to start a sentence um, because that's what I wanted to do. Um, so once I paid off what I owed on it, I marked it down to $2.99 so anyone could afford it, which is the lowest Amazon will let me do it. And then I donate all the proceeds. Wow. Um, okay. Talk about that. Where does, where does the money go? Oh, yes. Um, so I help save weenie dogs. Today is Giving Tuesday oh. when we're recording this. I am vice president of Docs of Rescue and have helped save over 500 weenie dogs um, in the past five years. Um, this year alone, I have personally rescued 140 weenie dogs, meaning wow. I get them from shelters, I vet them, I manage them in foster homes, they're not all at my house, and I um, handle the vet care and then adopt them out and then follow up. So I spend about 30 to 40 hours a week on that. Correct. After this call, I'm running up to meet somebody and take a um, I meet a transporter who's taking a dog back to a foster home and then drive a dog back myself. Tomorrow, I'm pulling a dog from a shelter. I just went to the vet this morning. So yes, I wouldn't be able to do this in a full-time job. Um, many nights, I will do my rescue work during the daytime and then um, throughout my day. And then I will work at night till seven or eight, which is fine because I took time off. It's not that I'm working till seven or eight. It's that I did things I care about. So when my kids were little, freelancing was my why. I know that was one of your earlier episodes, Polly. Um, for my kid, my why was my kids. Um, now they're in college. And while that still is some of my why, because I had the flexibility to stop during the day when college kids, when they need something, they need it now. Um, <laughs> have a 45-minute text conversation if someone's having a bad day. Or go, I go see them a lot. They're an hour to two hours away. Go have lunch with them. And so freelancing keeps that why, but it also my new why has moved into the rescue work and I couldn't do it in a regular job. You draw the distinction in your book, Jennifer, uh, of what content marketing is and what it is not. Can you give me, uh, you know, a quick definition of what content marketing writing is? It's published by, um, not by an independent journalistic outlet. So anything that's published by a business, association college where they're whole where they're doing something other than publishing um so you know a newspaper is not content marketing writing a magazine's not but a college alumni is so a blog on a website is um costco connection magazine um airline publications Content marketing is content that businesses create to build trust in the readers. And it doesn't have to look like marketing. In fact, good content doesn't look like marketing. It's providing information. And so I've gotten in arguments with many journalists. I don't quite understand why this is such a sore <laughs> subject that are adamantly insistent that airline magazines are not content marketing because they're journalistic quality stories. They are the best example of content marketing out there because they are rich, great stories that appeal to travelers. And so they're one of the best examples. Just because it's good doesn't mean it's not content marketing.
this is rigorous journalistic writing in a lot of cases. It's not tacked onto a product. It's not an advertisement in that. It's building that relationship with, with the consumer or the user of the company, right? Correct. And you've worked for what? Hewlett Packard Enterprise. You've worked in finance and hospitality, IBM. What are some of the challenges of this kind of freelancing? What, what are some of the ups and downs that you've faced over the years? So one of the biggest challenges is the, um, well, the first one is getting started. It, it's hard to get started. I had nothing when I started. Um, I hadn't worked at a full-time job in six years. I had no clips. I had no contacts. I, I had nothing. Um, I started it from complete scratch and it was hard. Um, it took me a number of years, took me four years to kind of get going. I also was starting in a recession, which I didn't quite hit me then until afterwards that the whole journalism publication magazines was changing at the time. Um, and that played into me taking four years to really get going. My kids were also very small, um, at the time too. So, and my goal at that time was to, to earn what I would have earned at IBM um, part-time without commuting costs. And the challenge was getting started. I had to be persistent. I had, to, there was a, um, in my book, I talk about an uh, editor that I, I sent an email, I sent pitched 31 times um, because I really wanted to write for her. And on the 31st time, she responded back. And I asked why the 31st? And she said, because she either needed to hire me or tell me to go away. <laughs> um, so I think you have to be persistent and I think you have to be strategic. Back in those early days, the first couple of years, all the way up to 2015, every story I did, I was trying to figure out how I could use that clip to get more clients, to get a new niche, to get more money. I felt like it was a stair step. I was constantly trying to get higher paying clients, drop the lower, get higher paid and, and move up. And so I was very, very strategic about it. Um, and I worked very hard. I sent out 50 to 100 um, LOIs a month for many months. Um, I worked hard to develop a network. That was hard. Once you get going, what is hard um, even at my level is the feast or famine of freelancing. <clears throat> And last month, excuse me, in November, in October, I had one of my lowest earning months in a long time, which was 10,000 and which is great for a lot of people, but it's, it's, it's not what I, what I need to make with two kids in college and the sole support, the sole income earner of my family right now. Um, and I turned it around and made $27,000 in November and you know, that's a big swing. How do you manage the feast or famine? And one of the, th I used to try to even it out, but that's not really possible. Um, and what I've learned is to ride with it, is to figure out my tolerance for the up and the down and to ride with it. So in, in October, I I didn't have a lot of work, so I, I hiked on the Appalachian Trail 27 miles. I did a lot of kayaking. I used the time to rejuvenate myself. And in November, when the work was there, you know, was it make hay while the sun's light? I worked a lot because I had the work. 
And in December, I'm going to do a balance the first two weeks my kids are not home. So I'm going to work as much as I can. And then I'm going to cut it back and I will turn work down. Um, so it's, it's figuring out what works for you, what work-life balance works for you, and what schedule works for you. But I think a lot of times you have to ride with the, the feast or famine um, because it's always going to be cyclical. Yeah, I agree. And I think you've got to know that going in. If you're somebody listening to the show today and you're entering this market, you know, you're, you're moving this into a career, you got to know that's going to happen. I, I spent a lot of anxious months and years and over time, you just learn, well, it come, if you're doing the work, if you're, if you're exhibiting the persistence that Jennifer is talking about, then it will come back. But you, you gotta, I mean, this is a job. You gotta work for it, for sure. We're gonna take a quick break and come back with Jennifer Goforth Gregory. She's the author of Freelance Content Marketing Writer. We're gonna get more into it right after this. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. And we're back. Welcome. This is Polly, and you're listening to Simply Write, the podcast where we talk about shaping our writer's career and lifestyle. We're here with content marketing writer Jennifer Goforth Gregory. She's the author of Freelance Content Marketing Writer. And I've said it a bunch of times, you should pick it up. If you want to make a career, a professional career, getting paid for your writing, pick up this book. It's going to, uh, whether you go into content marketing writing or not there's a lot of good stuff to know in here and it's a fun read too so pick it up jennifer before the break you talked about lois letters of introduction how do you define that and what do you think is valuable about them so with content marketing they have an editorial calendar they already have business objectives that they need the content to line up with that you as a freelancer don't know it's not the same as a journalistic publication when they're looking for external ideas so most of the time, they don't want pitches. The exceptions are super journalistic publications like the airline magazines and Costco Connections. But, you know, they want, they, they're hiring you, your expertise in the niche. And so an LOI is introducing yourself. So you're not selling an idea, you're selling yourself. And one of the couple of things that I believe strongly about an LOI is that it should be short. You are not having the entire first date in the <laughs> LOI. People will write these great five paragraph LOIs. Someone told me it needs to be five sentences and I thought they were full of crap. And I really looked into it and a lot of writers have used the one of mine in my book and it's in my blog and you can link to it. It's the five-ish sentence LOI. Um, 
it's a template that anyone can customize and they all look different because you're putting in your own um, your own experience in there. Um, but it works. It works because it focuses on your experience and you're having the pickup line. You want to tell them why you're qualified and why they should start the conversation. So it's a pickup line, not the whole first date. I love that. Do you send it to the decision maker? Do you send it to uh, an administrative assistant? Do you send it to the CEO? How do you find that connection? So I usually look for the person that has content marketing in their title. Um, it's usually where I start. I use LinkedIn a lot with it. And, and I am not currently having to send those out. I've gotten beyond that. But I know a lot of writers are still using it with success. When I'm writing uh, nonfiction articles for uh, other magazines, I do send the query. It's the pitch. It's an idea. It, it right. explains briefly who I am, but it, it's the idea they're after. With content marketing, they want your skills, right? They right. they want to know what you can do so they can put the writer behind any idea that they have in mind already or whatever they need developed. Exactly. And um, one of the other things with, with pitches, you're supposed to personalize them, you know, talk about something that they've been in the publication that you like or whatnot, don't do that. Because this is the thing. You don't even know, with a, with a magazine, you know that they're going to have work, right? Whether it's just better of them liking you enough. You don't know that when you send these out. You send it to agencies and companies. You have no idea. So it's not worth the time. If, if you have the experience and they have a need, they will respond. And that's where you spend the time personally. That's where you talk about something they're doing or something you like, but don't do it in the pickup line. Do you follow up after an LOI? Yes. Um, I recommend following up three weeks, um, um, three weeks, two months, three months, and then um, every year. You need to have some good organizational skills to balance 15 clients and, and all the development you're doing. I'm the marketing. most unorganized person you ever <laughs> meet. Well, there's hope for me then. That's good. I mean, seriously, I don't think you have to be that organized. I really don't. Um, so this is how I track my LOIs. I use the search function in Outlook, and I always use experienced um, freelance content marketing writer in my subject line. So when I'm following up, I just search sent and then I go back. I, I mean, other people use this, this fancy, you know, fancy spreadsheets. I don't. Um, I had 36 projects due last month. How did I balance it? I just put everything on an Outlook calendar and I have a word to do list that I've had going for 15 years, right? What I need to do, look on the calendar, go from there. It's you know, it doesn't have to be fancy. And I am very unorganized. I, I've heard other people, you know, everything's automated and they have all these spread. And, and I don't do that either because what I found is it has to be simple for me to get it in. I don't want to spend my time organizing. I want to be organized enough to spend my time working. Correct. And so I think the key is, you know, there's all these writing rules. The bottom line is find the one that works for you that you can do and keep track and follow up and do it. So this is, this is the key to success. And if you hear nothing else, this is it. My biggest message is don't do this, do that, but figure out what works for your strengths 
weaknesses, personality, and goals. And then design a business that works around that. Feel free to break the rules. It needs to work for you. My business looks crazy to other people. I offer unlimited revisions. I work on the weekends. I'll do overnight stories. But I go hiking. But it works for me because I do other things during the day. And it, it works for my needs. Um, you have to be willing. You have to have the courage to do it your way for it to work. And... I absolutely agree. And before the show, you touched on the fact that you also need to be agile. Where I'm at is going to be different than where you're at in my personal needs, my professional needs. And it's okay to switch as you go through your career. And and I'm working on a blog post. Um, I, I wrote a blog post about my $27,000 a month. And then someone commented, you know, that they don't want that. They want to have the time. And, and, I'm writing a response and, and that's very true. I don't think the, the measure of success is earning X number of dollars. I think the measure of success in freelancing or, or pretty much in life is having the ability to adjust the time money conundrum in the way that works for your life right now and shift it quickly. So if you need more money, you have the ability to shift your work so you can make more money. So to, you can do the other things that are important. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, I like to go on trips with my kids. That's what's meaningful to me. It's, it's not all about having things. It's about experiences. And then I have the ability to, when my kids are home for the summer from college, to, um, to, to, to work less and make less money. And it's all about, that's what success is, is being able to shift it to your needs. What is a typical day for you like? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with today. It's actually pretty typical. Um Today, I um, I got up and I, I worked a little bit. I, um, I emailed my accountability buddy. I've had one for the same person. We've been emailing each other multiple times a day um, since 2013. Um, and we email back and forth. I uh, made revisions on a blog post. I checked my LinkedIn messages and um, someone I had talked with yesterday about a potential white paper we negotiated um looks like i'm going to be starting next week um on that and then i um did some revisions for some work i did last week and i posted a blog post i wrote last night um i have a one of the things about my strengths and weaknesses is i'm a terrible typo queen so i hire my own editor um, a proofreader and she edits for me. So she'll work in the evening. So I sent it to her last night. She put it me this morning and I posted it. Um, then I took a foster dog to the vet that I'm doing this interview. And then I'm going to be, um, I need to write an IBM post. And then um, I'm going to take a foster dog back to its foster home. Then I'm going to watch the soccer game with my husband. Um, and then I'll probably work, write another blog post, work till eight, and then relax. Interesting. You get to have your hands in a bunch of different yeah. pots. That's the, it's it's a very that's a very good that's the way a lot of my days go. Just like that, doing business, personal rescue. Um, I had my husband made me breakfast. I sat down, had breakfast with him at nine thirty. Um, I don't think of work life balance for me. It's work life integration. It's 
I, I go back and forth. Yeah, I we don't have a balance here either. Sometimes my family needs more attention. Yeah. Sometimes I need, sometimes it's work. Sometimes it's whatever. But I like that I can be deliberate in those decisions. And and that's why on the show we call it, you know, it's not just a job, it's a lifestyle. I this job helps me create the lifestyle. The lifestyle helps me make the job work. It's it's all integrated for me that way. If somebody's listening to this and they're going to go out and pick up your book because everybody needs to read this book by Jennifer Goforth Gregory, go get it. Where do we start today? If this sounds like something we're curious about learning, we want to become a better content marketing writer, where do we go? You start with your niche. Um, and you can also, if you if you aren't ready to be, buy the book, you can look on my blog. There's a bunch of stuff on finding your niche. Um, most writers that tell me they're, they're struggling, it's because they don't have the right niche. You need one that's not sexy. Um, you know, travel, food, you, you can make a good living at that, but you have to be really good. And most high income earners have other niches as well. Um, so it starts with the niche. And how do you suggest we think about that? Is it going back to the things we like to our background and expertise? Yep. It's going back to your background and expertise. Um, and the other thing that I recommend when you're starting, the best place to start is your personal network. If you've recently had a full-time job, um, especially if you were in journalism, all the journalism journalists are elsewhere. They're in PR companies or in agencies or companies. Like, it's a great tap into your network, let them know you're freelancing. They don't have to be hiring writers. They just have to work at a company that hires freelance writers. Um, I was working with someone one time, told me that they didn't have a person, their, their network, their company was bought by someone else, another company, and they didn't know where, I was like, what the heck? He, he worked <laughs> for Sun Microsystems that was bought by Oracle. I'm like, why are you not working for Oracle? And he's like, oh my gosh, I have all those Oracle, Microsystems, Sun Microsystems people on LinkedIn. I'm like, e message them. So he messaged, you know, 100 people that he knew and it ramped his business up. They were not, they, they were all over the place, which is what happened. Okay. I, that's an interesting uh, comment I want to ask about real quick. Can you hit people off LinkedIn or other aspects? Is, is that an appropriate way to make connections? Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Again, that's one of those rules. You know, everybody has an opinion about how to use that social media. And I've hit people up before in appropriate professional well, ways. So I do it all the time. Um, I, I'm i starting a project tomorrow that I'm is, is worth $2,000 um, for four blog posts. It will take me not very long. Um, she viewed my LinkedIn profile. I reached back out and said, are you looking for writers? I saw you viewed my LinkedIn profile. She just, oh my gosh, I was overwhelmed. I'll hire you. She hired me because I was qualified. And she was looking at what, what happens is people get on LinkedIn, they get overwhelmed, they search, and then they, they stop and they don't know what to do. And they go back to do something else. And when you reach out and you're qualified, they usually hire you. Writers, go look at the Freelance Content Marketing Writer book, $2.99. The money goes to charity. Help Jennifer take care of these little dachshunds, too. I think this is an important book. It'll change your career. You'll have fun reading it. And if nothing else, you learn a different aspect of writing that you can shape into your own 
career. Jennifer, your blog is fantastic too. Where can people find out more about your work? Uh, maybe get in touch? Um, yep. So the, there's two places. I have a Facebook group with like 8,000 writers. It's called the Freelance Content Marketing Facebook group. <laughs> I believe in SEO and not being creative because that's how <laughs> people find you. Um, everything's named the same. Um, and my my um, my blog is Jennifer Gregory Writer. I appreciate the blog. One thing, uh, listeners, you'll learn if you're just entering the market is many writers are so generous. And if you have an option, go read their blogs, take their classes, read their books, because they're sharing what they've learned from all these years in the business. So you don't have to go back and remake the wheel. And Jennifer, your your blog is really good, very generous. And I appreciate that you do that for other writers. Well, and it goes back to what works is what's most authentic to you. And that's why it works. That is such a good point. I spent years leading up to my first book trying to be all of it, trying to be the only things that sticks, the only thing that have sold my books and been effective for me have been the times when I'm me, right? Yeah. I used to, when I was, so I always have um, get to know me calls with, with clients. I refuse to work for someone that I've just talked to through an email because I want to know if you're not an asshole, basically. And I can tell that in a call. Mm -hmm. And and so I decided to just be more me. And, you know, sometimes I'll cuss on a call. Sometimes I'll say something funny. And it's funny. I, I am handily said it. And it's, it's about concept marketing, but it works with marketing. You want to attract the like-minded and repel the different. So if somebody doesn't like you, they should, that's fine. You want them to go away. You don't want them to hire you. You want the people that are attracted to your strengths, weaknesses, and personality to hire you. So the more authentic you are, the more that naturally happens. That's so important. I think there's a tendency in all of us at one time or another to be a little grasping. We're looking at, well, we don't, we don't have tons of assignments coming in or we lost some big clients. So I'm going to take anything. If it's not a good fit, it won't be successful for either one of you. And in the end, you cost yourself, if nothing else, a whole lot of stress and anxiety, right? You make so much. And one of the reasons that I earned so much in November is I had zero stress and drama. None of my projects, they all went smoothly. They all did great. There was no, every project I did was a fit. And that's a really good point. There was, there was no, zero drama. They were all great clients. I think one of the most dis important decisions you make as a freelancer is the clients you turn down. And it's so easy. And many freelancers only qualify based on price. Like, will they pay me my rate? And and that should be the baseline. But you should be looking at, and when you first start out, you have to be a little more open. But the goal is to quickly be able to pick your clients. And once you can, you want to pick clients that you are likely to be their favorite freelancer. And one of the things that I always recommend when you are having the, the intro call is and I position it, it really makes a difference. I'll be like, Yeah, I want to have a call to see if we're a match to work together. 
And I say that in the email or the LinkedIn message, we get on the phone and I quickly say, I'm so glad you we were able to talk today. I said, because I'm at the point of my career where I pick who I work with. So this call is for me as well to make sure you're matched to work for me because I'm very selective about the clients I take on. So that statement changes the game. It makes you more valuable. And you think it makes you not them not want you because you're being pompous or whatever, but you're not. It, it's, it changes and it elevates you to two business owners working together. And then you need to consciously decide, do you want to hire them as someone to work with as well? Not, are they going to hire me? Great, Jennifer. Thank you for being here. I learned a lot. I am inspired. This is doable. And if you want to enter the writing profession and consider content marketing, but go out and buy Jennifer Goforth Gregory's book, The Freelance Content Marketing Writer, and check out her blog and see if this is a fit for your skills and your needs and your desires and your schedule, all of that. It's worthwhile putting in the work to do that. You can find me at polycampbell.com or join the Simply Write community at simplywrite.substack.com. Remember writers, get it down. Take chances. It may be bad, but it's the only way you can do anything really good, according to William Faulkner. Do that today, writer. Sit down and simply write. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA.